Welcome to Amplified. We're the show that will help you take your message, whatever it may be, and get it out through social media, networking, and other marketing channels. Maybe even some that you've never thought of. Whether you're an organization, small or large business, or you just have the next positive message that's sure to go viral, you'll want to stay tuned this hour. Now, here's your host, Ken Rashawn. Well, hello, Dr. Smiley here, and I am excited because I'm heading to Peru, so we'll see if uh, if the weather's as nice there as it is here in the D.C. area, and we have uh, some very good friends we're going to be interviewing today before I take off. So how are you doing, Andrea? I am doing really, really well. I'm so excited for you and your family. That, that just sounds so much fun. I know that I've seen beautiful pictures of you in the past. Just yay. I just can't wait for you. <laughs> well, thank you. Good old uh, Kenny was only about two when he went there last time. So he'll have a better outlook of why travel is so important and the cool things you can see in the world. Yeah, this time yeah. hopefully we'll have to carry him up the mountain, right? Well, well, I'm, I'm, yeah, I was thinking about that actually this morning. Last time I did carry him and it was quite, quite easy. <laughs> he was maybe 20 pounds. Now he's 60 something. <laughs> yeah, that's going to be quite fun. Uh, what else is going on in the world? What can we uh, look forward to with you and what you've got going on? Well, I'm glad our, our flights weren't yesterday because I heard there were 3,000 cancellations of flights yesterday. So wow. apparently the shortages of <clears throat> pilots because of early retirement and uh, just people calling in sick and all these lovely things, there's just not enough uh, support for flights. So Kenny was a little concerned about that. And I said, no, if they, if they fly that plane, it's ready to go. <laughs> he did, oh, And by the way, he did, cool. he did research on Google and found out it's very safe to be on a plane. So he was... He was able to let me know that I can't remember the Google fact, but it was like 0. 0.000, like a millionth of a chance that you'll have a problem on a flight. Everything will be safe. <laughs> That's so good for him to so, have seen that and figured that out. All right, let's I'm bring on our guest. Let's talk about our sponsors and. Well, let me do that. Thank you so much. Here, let me go live. All right, cool. I wanted to get us live there on uh, Facebook. Um, There's nothing yeah, like so being our live. Sponsor- <laughs> Our sponsors are the Umbrella Syndicate, the Red Carpet Connection, Amplifluence, Perfect Publishing, MyMakeupLady.com, MenFashion.com, Voice America Influencers Channel, and we want to remind you to love on www.thekeepsmilingmovement.org, where we save lives with smiles by creating a dose of hope to be resilient no matter the challenge. So that 501c3, Dr. Smiley is co-founder, and I am executive director of that, and for day today's show you're listening to amplified with dr ken rashan and i'm executive producer uh, dr andrea adams miller and our first guest is bernie flowers and uh, bernie let me get you um on here as well as far as uh sharing who you are and what you do uh bernie's been doing some amazing things running for congress not only has this man been in uh the military and had a career um, after retirement. Uh, he was a lieutenant colonel for the Air Force. He has done some remarkable things to create change in the world. So I just asked you to turn your video on. There you are. Um, he has so many accolades and so much heart. And I got to hear a little backstory on how him and Ken uh, got to know each other and how much they are brothers. So if we could just get Bernie to shave his head, they could be twins. <laughs> <laughs> Doctor, thank you so much. First well, of all, come a little closer, Bernie. I feel like I'm too far away from you. Well, I was expecting you to be calling me from Peru, and I'm jealous. You know I'm jealous. <laughs> well, you know in the military, you have to take that false day to get your mission straightened out. So today mm -hmm. is mission day, making sure I have every single piece. And, and you know what? I haven't traveled internationally for at least two years because of the pandemic. So it's like taking everything apart and rebuilding it again for the first time in a while. Because, you know, when you go to a third world country, and I will say South America – this third world, when you look at the uh, the stats on how many people are basically dealing with crime, <laughs> I'll just call it crime, I'll just say that low. And so I have to pack everything that I will never miss again, should they decide to keep it. <laughs> yeah, I that includes it. computers and cameras, everything. So I'm, I'm going to the very bottom of the barrel, making sure I can fulfill the mission and also uh, not get distracted if I lose anything. 
Well, look, mm. as long as you bring me my, bring me back my pictures from Machu Picchu, <clears throat> it is all good. I will. I will. All right. You know, the only time I ever got mugged was in uh, South America. It was Santiago, Chile, which happened to be one of the safer cities. So I'm just uh, I'm all too excited to make sure that I have the right type of protection this time. I got the strangest feeling you can take care of yourself. <laughs> well, how did Ken and I meet? Actually, the truth is I barely remember, but we both have a passion for Baltimore. And what I mean by that is there's a lot of crime. There's a lot of Americans that are living in a way that is not conducive to the American spirit. Mm. And um, I feel passionate about that. That's one of the reasons that I decided to, to run for office and actually quit my job to do so. And uh, Dr. Ken and I met at a networking event. Now that my memory is clearing, remember I'm old. And uh, we just hit it off. You know, he's got a good spirit. And um, he heard my story about how I wanted to fix Baltimore. And he, he said, you know, we've got this in common. And if we work together, we may be able to make a difference. And so um, we started just networking and other people have actually joined in. So we got a little crew and we're doing planning. And um, our intention is to reduce some of the crime in Baltimore, reduce uh, some of the poverty in Baltimore, raise the educational standards. But the, the way to do that is mentally. We got to get people thinking positively. And there's nobody more positive than Dr. Ken. Well, thank you. Hey, Bernie, I, I have to say, we got to give a little more of a shout out for our introduction because that event was done by Team Network, Kurt yeah. Kowalski. Yep. And, you know, that, that is such a very strong group of networkers and they attract people like you to events like that. And, you know, of all the people that I met that night, I will say you really did carry yourself like a person that's on a mission to make a difference. And when we talked about Baltimore, to me, I didn't hear you say, I want to make a little difference. You want to eradicate the issues that Baltimore deals with, which is the highest homicide in the United States. If not the highest, it's second or third. Oh, and oh, know, yeah. we're, this is our backyard. And yeah. there's, there's nothing the key smiling movement wants more than to have Baltimore be one of the safer cities, not one of the cities that's questionably dangerous. So I'll say, I'm not trying to help you. I'm trying to eradicate. I, I want them out of the top 25. Agreed. It, there's no American that should have to live in a crime-ridden area, especially when we're sending literally billions of dollars overseas. And um, there's just <laughs> lots of things I could talk about that you already know about that the audience may or may not be familiar with. But we, as thinking human beings, uh, there's an old saying, am I my brother's keeper? Well, mm. yes, I am. Yes. So that's why we're doing what we're doing. And it's and there's no reason a crime-ridden area has to be a crime-ridden area. It can Agreed. be it, with the right leadership. And it's not about money, actually. It's about choices. It's about mentorship. It's yes. uh, about hope. Agreed. And I was so proud of you because I gave you the task of being part of the 800-page um, book. And it already came out with you on Amazon. You are a published author. And thank you for contributing your story because I can't tell people how great you are as easy as I can share your story of what you've had to be through to really earn the, the rights to run for office? Uh, doctor, I, um, well, well, you know, it's kind of funny. Both of you guys are doctors. And so when I say doctor, I guess I need to use your last name. Dr. Miller, you may want to join in here because me and Ken will talk you to death. <laughs> oh. oh, that's okay. I, I do want to compliment you both because Dr. Smiley, uh, Ken, um, when I met him seven years ago, had told me about the, you know, crime in Baltimore and how much he wanted to change the culture of that and have it be, you know, the happiness state. So um, to hear what your platform was, I was quite excited. And Ken has a lineup of people who've said that they want to do something. So hearing that you have a group, Ken, that's perfect for you to revitalize those people who've been on our show and talked about it, but we haven't seen them take action. So. Well, we're going to talk a little about your plan, but we I have a couple of, I guess, different points I'd like to make. Um, so first of all, we want to know who you are, Bernie, and we want to know what you've kind of been through that, that makes it so important that you're doing what you're doing now. So where were you born? Um. You ever heard of the, the term tobacco road back with North Carolina? That's yeah. me. Um, I shouldn't be here. Uh, you've heard this story before, but for, uh, for the audience, um, one day I heard my dad say, that boy ain't going to make it. 
And uh, the idea is that, you know, growing up in that part of our country, uh, the poorest county in North Carolina, um, his plan for me was to join him on the line at the textile mill. And that was about 12, I was about 12 years old. And I realized that that textile mill was not going to be there for me to support a family. And I was already thinking that way. And um, there's a lot of um, agricultural uh, prospects there. There's also, you know, manufacturing of, you know, food manufacturing, that sort of thing, turkey plants, that sort of thing. Um, nothing wrong with that. It's good, honest work. It just wasn't for me. I grew up in the shadow of Fort Bragg and uh, we idolized the soldiers that were around there. And I realized that that's what I wanted to do in life. And um, so when I was- At what age was that? About 14. So at age 14, you already, I mean, before 14, somewhere around that range, you, you were knowing you weren't supposed to be there and you saw the military as kind of a future for you? Well, the truth is that my best friend, his, uh, his sister was very attractive and she was 10 years older than me, but she had a boyfriend who was an Air Force second lieutenant. And I realized that, um, okay, if I did what he did, maybe I could get a girl like her. <laughs> and it's always, it always comes down Good to logic. So I, uh, I planned things out with, uh, with my friend. And uh, next thing you know, we graduated from high school and I went to the local university, paid my way through and uh, did all the university, uh, the university of North Carolina at Pembroke. Uh, okay. Back in those days, they called it Pembroke state. Um, it was the, uh, it's a wonderful place, not very expensive to go to school. And I was able to keep my job and uh, work my way through school. And on graduation day, um, I was able to join the Air Force as a second lieutenant. And you went course, through RTC? I sure did. We started off with 117 cadets on the first day, four years prior. And um, four years later, there were three of us that were from the original group. So I got really? a little grit in me, just a little bit. I knew that the alternative was staying back there and uh, going to work at the turkey plant. So that just wasn't going to happen for me. I would say grit is uh, synonymous on some level with the word persistence yes but it's also a little tougher than persistence it's like you can be challenged a lot higher <laughs> oh, yeah, definitely definitely but you know there's a lot of people like that i mean you're like that as well i think that's why we resonated so much together and um again it's a wonderful place to be from um but you know the military the air force the government has taken me on a long almost 35 year journey around the world I've been to 43 countries. Um, no, let me change that. I've been to 22 countries and 43 states. And okay. uh, I've had some great travels, not as much as you have. And I still haven't been to Peru, but maybe we'll get there one day. Well, what's your favorite country you were in? Oh, by far, Germany. I had a Germany. ball. We lived there uh, for three years. And uh, what, what part? Uh, Spain, Dalham. I don't know if you're uh, familiar, but it's. Um, it's on the far western side of, of um, Germany. It's nearly, uh, nearly in France. And uh, okay. the, the, the claim to fame is that the city of Trier was the first place where the Romans landed when they colonized Europe. So it's the literal oldest city in Germany. So it's about uh, 15, what we say clicks, about 15 miles away. And we went there a lot, a lot of Roman ruins and that sort of thing. But um, I was there at Spangdalen Air Base back in the early 90s with my wife. My son was born there my daughter and we raised our family, you know, for three years. And I've been back uh, through various government means altogether. I probably spent five years there together. That's some uh, wonderful vacation land. Well, I wasn't vacationing, unfortunately. Well, my point is when you had time off with your family, you could go to France, you'd go to all kinds of cool places if you wanted to. I oh, guess. we sure did. We, every weekend that I wasn't working, we were in the car. And, and the weird thing is, you know, our, our states are relatively big compared to, in Germany. I mean, we would get up in the morning and go to Belgium, France, Luxembourg, uh, all other places in Germany, and we would hit three or four, five countries before we got back home. So countries are very small there. Some of them are. Yeah, that's for sure. Some of them and, and you know what? Uh, I did the same thing. So I'm bringing this up for that reason is that that's just one more thing we have in common. My dad got a little camper and we hopped in the camper and off we went. And we were in Karlsruhe, Stuttgart, Heidelberg, and Worms. I've been so, to all those places. Yeah, I figured you had. Oh, so yeah. uh, just a, a little statement about your uh, your political uh, acumen as far as what you're going to do to get the job done. I think veterans 
that go into politics are the best type of politicians because they know how to get her done. They have also a code and the code is that you measure what you get done in their politics by this, the way you do it in the military. Right. It's results, results. I want to throw in something so I don't forget it. You introduced me to a woman, Bianca, and Mm -hmm. I was so impressed with your first recommendation for not only the dose of hope, but someone that, that I would resonate with at such a high level. She, you know, went to a march or not a march, but a rally to, um, call out Baltimore for raising 12,000 grades. Yeah. And just arbitrarily there, there's 12,000 Fs. Let's just go ahead and make them D's or C's and get, get, get them through. Don't care about their education. Don't care about the results of their education. Don't care if they're ready for the job market. Don't care if they're ready to be a citizen of the United States. And all they did was they just dumped a lot more of failure into a city that doesn't need any more failure. Agreed. And so I just wanted to bring that up for two reasons. One, is that what an amazing connection Bianca is and that she cares about calling people out because if you don't call it out, you're hiding it. If you're hiding it, you're just dealing with more bad stats. And the Uh, other reason- Let me correct you. Yes. Blanca Tapahuska. Thank you. Thank you. you Blanca. There you have it. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. She's awesome. We do do not want everyone Googling the wrong name. No, no, no. no. (laughs) Blanca is, she just texted me just a few minutes ago and um, an organization has hired her to teach bilingual students uh, basically teach English and Spanish and to do some teaching to make sure that a lot of the people that are coming over here as um, as immigrants can uh, can learn in both English and Spanish and she's just a powerhouse and we're glad to have her with us well I wanted to uh, wish you a, a happy Father's Day on the air I know I did it yesterday uh, Thank via you, text brother. and um, I can imagine just what a great father you are, given your leadership skills and the fact you care about family, you care about community. So uh, that's, a, that's, that's a big statement, though. That's a big statement. If you take care of your house, and you take care of uh, what it means to be leader as an integral person, then you are going to be a politician that actually attracts solution minded people. Well, you're going to hold me accountable anyway, so I have no choice. <laughs> well, we have a break coming up in about nine minutes. So I wanted to, do you feel like you, you're a bit completer in telling who you are? Um, sure. Well, I mean, it, it's your show. I'm just here to answer questions and hang out with my butts. Well, I, I want to go from who you are and people can just read about how, who you are, your humility, how great some of the things you are, you've been through and gone through to create hope in the world. And I want to go to more of your mind, your heart and your plan as a politician. So you're going to win. And when you win, what is your plan that gets, from my, from my way of asking the question, Baltimore from number one or number two or number three out of the top 25, so they just, in four years from now, two years from now, they're not really looking like a dangerous city? Well, you know, it may take a little time, but work with me here. First of all, I got a core group of supporters to include Dr. Ken, Mr. Hollis Albert, Ms. Beth Lawson, Blanca, uh, Donna, um, but anyway, the bottom line is there's a bunch of us that are working hard. The thing is, as a Republican, and there are not many Black Republicans, but the, what, what leans me towards being a Republican versus a Democrat, and I don't really, you know, the, the whole ideology thing isn't that important to me. Policies are important to me. And the, the Republican Party believes in family, and I believe in family. Um, if you go back to the great society programs of Lyndon Johnson, they were trying to do something good and it turned into something bad. Uh, that was the beginning of the welfare program. And back in those days in the sixties, when I was born, um, if a person were on welfare, if they had a child, they, you know, aid to dependent children, whatever you call it, the issue of the day is that it separated the man from the woman. The, The woman could have children and the government would give her money. But what happened as a result, an unintended consequence, was that the man, the father of the, those children, could not be around the children. And it's, it effectively separated the family, and specifically the, the, uh, the Black family. And I have a real, real problem with that. And here it is 30 to 40 years later, 50 years later, we've got an episode, an epidemic of fatherlessness in mm-hmm. the major cities. These young men are growing up without a male influence. And without a male influence, uh, they don't act like men. And men are supposed to be somewhat restrained. 
understanding that um, they can hurt someone with their actions and uh, we're supposed to be strong. And what we're getting is men that are not your traditional male. Now the women are not, you know, given the husbands that they need. The children think their fathers are not good men. And you've just got a ball of ugly. And we've got to turn that around. Yes, you're 100% right. Well, I, I want to just add that uh, fatherhood is a verb. It's, a, yes. it's an action. And so just making the money or just staying married um, is not actually fatherhood. It's it not. Is, it, it's being a, that's one aspect of it. It's a provider. Um, but there's so much to fatherhood and it's, it's time. It's spending the time doing the work. It's duplicating goodness. Yeah. In other words, if you have bad flaws in yourself and you have good flaws in yourself, you are duplicating your good flaws, not showing your bad flaws. In fact, you're trying to remove them so they're not seen by the youngins yeah. as a way of living or a way of uh, being accepted. No so, one perfect. Yeah, and I want to just add one more point is this is not a, a, a religious or a political show. And so I'm going to say something, not for the audience, for clarification for me, but for my stand for you. Okay. Does that make sense? Please do. You said that you are a Republican and that you're a family man. And it kind of made that glue together a little bit. I just want to say, if you had said I'm a Democrat and I do that because I'm a family man, you'd actually be accurate again. I'm independent. I will say that because that is why you're on the show. If I was a Democrat, maybe I'd be a little skewed that I couldn't actually have someone else teach me something. But I want to tell you something as a compliment, Bernie. As an independent, whether you were Republican, independent, or Democrat, I would vote for you because of your stand of who you are, your moral character. That I know you're going to make a difference for Baltimore. You're, you're, I'm voting for the man. Okay. And I just want to say that on the air that this is why you're on the show. It doesn't matter what you're actually religious party affiliation is to me. I thank you that. And you know, the funny thing is for the audience, I told Dr. Ken that I was a Republican a long time ago and um, he didn't care. What he cared about was me as an individual and what I stood for. And uh, it's funny, uh, my good friend, Adam, who lives next door, great guy. He comes over the other night with a couple of beers in his hand. It's dark. It was just common for him to do. So let himself into the fence and, you know, <laughs> we sit out there and he told me, you know, some of the neighbors that we have that I've known for 15 years are saying, hey, I love Bernie, but I can't vote for him because he's a Republican. Right. And we should be smarter than that because I'm about family. And, I'm a, and most of the people in my neighborhood, uh, they know me very, very well. They know I try to be a good man. I try to promote, fam promote family. And, I, you know, if they, any, they need anything, all they got to do is knock on the door or call. But this Republican versus Democrat thing is divisive. And we need to take a good understanding of what the policies are of these two uh, organizations that we support. Because you can't blindly give someone your loyalty uh, and I think for the black community, and I don't say African-American, I say black, um, for us to give the Democratic Party our loyalty, especially in Democra uh, democratically run Baltimore for the past 70 years, and what have we gotten from it? Our lifestyles have deteriorated. Uh, we're 800 cops down. I mean, people, police officers are resigning because of this whole, um, you know, they're not backing the blue. They're, uh, you know, defunding the police. And, you know, little old ladies can't go to church alone. You know, they can't walk down the street for fear of being robbed, stabbed, or whatever. And that's where I draw the line. And that's where I say, I'm going to walk away from my comfortable government position and see what I can do. Well, you know what? It's funny that you say that again, because you're saying the Democrats have kind of a black eye for 70 years of almost disservice. And I would agree with you. I would yeah. agree with you. However, if you're running Democrat, I still vote for you because I think you'd make the Democrats look good. So there you go. I, just... I, tried. I, I really tried. And, and, you know, again, I appreciate you. You know me as a human being. And that is what is most important. And um, I, you know, not many people will get up in the morning at five o'clock in the morning and go to a federal cemetery to take pictures. I'll let you tell that story. Uh, I don't want to incriminate myself, but it's a pretty funny story. <laughs> well, I am not going to incriminate because you are going to win the race. So I will just say that we were committed to getting those photos. And in less than, uh, I think it was 12 hours notice, I said, I'll see you tomorrow at 5 a.m. And we, we, got, we met there and we got our photos of you um, honoring, placing flags uh, during Veterans Day. 
uh, Memorial Day. And I was just so pleased to see that every time I've asked you if you'll do something that'll make a difference for your race, you said, of course I will. And well, you show up. You know, so. we're on the we're on the same page. And I know this is a mutual admiration society, but you're that dude. You're that dude that makes a guy get up at five o'clock in the morning and go make some stuff happen. So pat yourself on the back. Well, thank you. We got to go to break, but I do want to give you an opportunity to close out this first segment with anything that we might have missed that uh, for the voters to hear. What is there a plan? Can you do it in like a succinct one or two minutes? What you'd like to change specifically, not um, the problem, but how you would actually change it really quickly? Well, the truth is that I've got 34 years behind the fence. There's 21 years in the United States Air Force, another 13 years as a DOD civilian, three doors down from the Secretary of Homeland Security um, last year. I left my job just this past 18 January. So what I can bring to the table is I know where the bones are buried. I know where the money is. I know how the inside operates. And you know, another politician might not have the ability to walk in from day one and act as a congressman. So that is what I bring to the table. And I will do that to support the American people, whether they're Democrat, Republican, independent, I don't care. If you're an American citizen, I got your back. Well, Beemore is a very special city, been in this area for 35 years, and you certainly know what a beautiful city it can be. Uh, it's, it's called Charm City accurately and inaccurately at the same time. So, um, so we're going we're gonna to work together. Uh, we're going to let a lot of people know that, that you're running for office, that you deserve to win, but most importantly, that they can play a part in actually making Baltimore a better place. So this is Ken Roshan, Dr. Smiley on Amplified Influencer Channel. We're going to skip right out of the uh, sponsors and go ahead and give those sponsors some love when we come back to the second segment. We'll see you in a minute. Be sure to friend us on Facebook. You can do it right now. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for us at keyword Voice America. The Umbrella Syndicate amplifies good causes, good people, and good messages. They offer a suite of services that help people and businesses gain better exposure. Through working with the Umbrella Syndicate, you gain the ability to reach an audience of 50,000 unique people a week. They have recently reached over 20,000 followers on Facebook. You can view their photography and how they use it as a strong promotional tool on their Facebook fan page, facebook.com slash The Umbrella Syndicate. Show them your support by liking their page. Influencers lead, but on Twitter, they also follow. Check out what the influencers are saying and talk back to us with your great ideas. Follow the Voice America Influencers channel on Twitter at VA Influencers. That's at VA Influencers and join in. What sets apart VoiceAmerica.tv from the other video content providers on the Internet? Choice and flexibility means that you can host your video content live or on demand on the main VoiceAmerica.tv channels through your own branded media player or your own private TV channel. We support multiple media formats, so all of your video content can be in one place. We offer a number of advertising and video packages. For more information, visit VoiceAmerica.tv. If you think you've seen online TV like this before, let us surprise you. This is Amplify. To reach the show today, please call 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. We also would love to hear from you via email to info at umbrellasyndicate.com. Now, back to Amplify. Well, well, well. Here we are, the day after Father's Day. What a great way to start it with Bernie Flowers. And uh, I know a lot of cities, Bernie, are hearing what you had to say. And they're like, come to our city. Come to our city. And you're going to get more votes nationally than any local politicians ever had. I mean, this is going to be crazy. <laughs> so, so there's a lot of cities in the United States that uh, have their own problems. And Bernie's the kind of guy that I want to vote to make sure Baltimore is dealing with these problems and actually bringing hope to a city because it's not just about solving the problems. It's about giving a new way of looking at the city internally and externally. So God bless you, Bernie, for all you shared. I'm going to have Andrea share uh, about our sponsors and this lovely holiday we're celebrating. And then we're going to be right with our next guest. 
Awesome. Um, yes, thank you to the Umbrella Syndicate, the Red Carpet Connection, Perfect Publishing, Amplifluence, MenFashion.com, MyMakeupLady.com, Voice America Influencers Channel, Charity of Choice, the TheKeepSmilingMovement.org, where we save lives with smiles by creating a dose of hope to be resilient no matter the challenge. And I wanted to say happy Juneteenth to everyone. In case you're wondering about Juneteenth and why the bank is closed, some of you may not know that it actually derived, it is a national celebration, a commemoration for the ending of slavery in the United States, even though the proclamation, mm, had trouble saying that, was two years prior, June 19th in Galveston, Texas, they finally released 250 slaves in uh, 1865, 250,000 slaves, and let them have their freedom, and that became locally Juneteenth, and then that became then a national holiday, recognizing that, that finally everyone was free for that. So we wanted to uh, say happy celebration and happy Juneteenth to everyone. Awesome. All right, let's bring on our next guest, please. Yeah, this is our lovely Cheeto. I've uh, got to hang out with Cheeto two years in a row. Cheeto Ekwu. Cheeto was born and raised in Dallas, Texas. He's a Nigerian. He's a five-time ASC championship, a two-time men's national champion, athlete of the week, athlete of the year, indoor, Hall of Fame inductee for the McMurray University. And he did the Olympic trials qualifier for the 110-meter high hurdles, second best seed time country wide. And he's also going to be training for the 2024 Olympics. So how exciting to have Cheeto and Ken, I knew you'd love him because this smile is infectious. Yes, that is <laughs> Cheeto. You win the smile contest today. I mean, no one has had a smile as big and consistently on. I mean, Bernie, is that a smile? That's a smile. I want. I, I, I want to just go hug him right now. <laughs> hey, do I get a trophy oh, or something? Like, what, what do I well, win? you know what? Part of the trophy is you were chosen to be in here, and I, I will share this with you with all sincerity. TK is an amazing person. He brings all these amazing people that are celebrities, influencers, doing great things in the world. But we only gave that $36,000 gift to maybe a couple people, and you're one of them. So that is the trophy you got. You got a $36,000 plug into a book where you're going to be reaching 10 million people. I hope, I hope that's better than a little uh, plastic trophy. <laughs> that's way 10 times better 10 times better i i'm honored i'm blessed thank you so much so uh we're gonna have a wonderful time getting to know you uh this is my first time really meeting you and i i did know that uh andre tried to connect us last year so i'm glad you came back this year for tk's event what does that say on your shirt uh it says just doing life it say i'm an influencer for this brand here uh it's pretty much kind of embraces that hey like you know, um, whatever circumstances you're in, you know, just do life to the best of your abilities, all out 100%. Just do life. Just doing life, you know. <laughs> okay. Well, I know that after your bio that was just uh, read off the air in the air, that Bernie was kind of drooling, saying, Man, I wish he was on my team so we could show off Baltimore that this is what a, a young man can become a world athlete, an influencer, a person that has a, a wonderful saying like that, just do life. And uh, so we're going to get to know beyond your name, which tell me about your name. Cheetos my name. Yeah, yes. My name is actually really unique. Uh, it's, uh, it's Nigerian. Uh, it means God bless me. Oh, wow. Uh, and yeah. So my mom gave it to me uh, funny story about my name. When uh, my parents, my, my mom told me this story, as they were walking down the, the streets of uh, somewhere in America, they, they saw a billboard of Cheetos and they're like, oh my gosh, we should name our son Cheeto. And if we do, he'll become famous. <laughs> it worked, it worked, you know? <laughs> so uh, yeah, I, I, I love it, I love my name. Um, but also a really fun fact, my name in Spanish means cool. Yeah. So I think I'm pretty cool. <laughs> Well, it's, it's cool. It's cool to be blessed, isn't it? Especially by God. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I love the way you combine that together. That's great. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, you know, I, I really do believe that when someone's named something like what you're named, you actually live into it. You become the identity to make it congruent. So um, hats off to you, but I'm not really surprised because that, that was a big gift your parents gave. Had they called you something that was the antithesis of it, we may not be sitting here today, right? 
Yes, yes. So thanks to my parents and everything that we get to meet and actually have fun together. <laughs> so I'm going to be interested to uh, talk with you. We've had actually several Nigerians and in the D.C., Maryland area. I don't know if Bernie can attest this like I can, but when you get into a car, an Uber car or a Lyft car, I would say it's almost 30 percent of the time it is Nigerian, maybe 10 or 15, 20 percent. It's um, Ghana, Ghanaian. <clears throat> and we are looking to have one of the there's many languages in Nigeria. I know that. But we're yeah. looking to have maybe the top two or three represented so we can have a card that we give people that are from Nigeria. We just did this one in Australian. Ooh. Yeah, there you go. There's the Australian version. <laughs> There's the uh, French version. So, Ooh. and oh, can I show you the Jamaican one? I love the Jamaican one. We, we actually went to painstaking <laughs> to get this Keep Smiling to be translated in Jamaican. Here you go. You ready? I love it. I love it. I need, I need, I'm, I'm Nigerian. I need a Jamaican one. I need that. You got it. So, so we have this in all these languages. Would you help us put it in two or three of the Nigerian languages, please? Hey, I got some people that we can, we can get to it and do that for you. I got you. Okay. Where were you born? I was born in Dallas, Texas. Born and raised here. Uh, my family is uh, where pretty much nationally from Nigeria. So help me out. What, I, what language do they speak? Uh, we speak Igbo. Igbo. Yes. That's, that's number two, if I recall. It's an, it's I a, believe, yes. Uh, it should be uh, Yoruba at number one and Igbo at number two right. uh, language there, the biggest one. So, Yeah, and I have not been to Nigeria, and yet I've been to 15 countries in Africa. So, you know, we all have to take a field trip out there. Yeah, let's go party. Let's go. I'll show you all the hot spots. It's going to be great. Well, I wanted to ask <laughs> you two questions with regard to the first segment. First of all, your reaction to Bernie and the segment itself. Uh it's funny because uh, coming on the show, I did not know exactly like what I was getting into and meeting Bernie and meeting you and actually, you know, hearing his story, where he came from and what he's doing. Uh, I'm now more well informed exactly what's going on in politics. And, you know, given that, like, I am independent, but then also lean toward the Democratic side, I would definitely vote for this guy named Bernie. He is amazing. He's an advocate for just people and he's going to do great things in life. So definitely like if you are just like, you know, just a fan of people, it is the guy you need to vote for. So I have a, I have a favor to ask you and I know that we're brand new friends, but believe me, yes, when sir. I ask you this favor, it's not a favor I wouldn't do for you. All right. So on the air, yourself. we have a gentleman here that we both love Bernie Flowers. We both don't know him that long. You know him a lot less time, but I don't know him that long either. But he's the kind of guy that has an infectious attitude. He'll get it done. He's going to make a difference. He's committed. I mean, who leaves their job at the Pentagon and runs for office, puts their own coin in, unless they mean business? So here's what I'm going to ask you on the air, because I want to show the power of how a short conversation can get to not just a yes, but a powerful change. Are you ready for this question? Yes, sir. You're in Dallas. You can't necessarily just hop on a plane and meet us in Baltimore and make a difference on whether he wins or not. But what you could do is I want you to think about you're an athlete, you know, influencers, who do you know in the DC, Maryland, Baltimore area, maybe even Northern Virginia, that we could connect with Bernie that gives him that much more oomph, that much more support, because, you know, sometimes a vote comes down to 1% and sometimes even less than 1%. So all stops, you are an independent, I'm an independent. We want this man to win. Do you know people in the Baltimore, Maryland area? Or could you think of somebody later that we could connect with Bernie so that he has some more fuel? Definitely. I know everybody everywhere. I also, but, but basically in the D.C., Baltimore area, uh, Maryland area, I have a friend uh, who I ran track with. We actually won national championship with. Really? Uh, with each other. What was the, what was the, what was the event? Uh, the 110 hurdles. Uh, oh, wow. He, did, he, he was a decathlete, actually. He did the hurdles, shot play. He jumped, he ran, he did everything. I'm just a, I'm lame. I'm a hurdler. I jump over things. Are but, you a sprinter too? You're obviously a sprinter too, right? Yes, I do sprint. Uh, I call myself a sprint, a sprint hurdler. Uh, okay. But uh, yeah, he uh, is a, a traveling nurse. So he travels, he's based out in uh, Baltimore, Maryland uh, in DC area as well. And so definitely he does great work there, uh, saving lives and, um, you know, still running and being an advocate for people. So definitely he's a one man to, get a hold of if you okay so so dr andrea will put you in touch with bernie after the show and then right. you can you guys talk and see how you can make a difference because you know the, the campaign runs so short 
that everything that happens now could actually make the difference when the vote happens. Uh, I think it's in July, right, Bernie? Yes, sir. Okay. So, um, let, so d what was your uh, speed for your shorter sprints? I don't know hurdles as well as I know sprints. What, it, what was your, did you run a four, did you run a 400? Uh, I, I did the, I did. So it's funny. I did, I did everything under the sun. That's not that's on the track. And okay. except that it's just, if it's over probably 400 meters, I don't do it. I'm sorry. It's too hard. I'm sorry. I can't <laughs> and my, my, my lungs, <laughs> but, uh, but no, um, I did the 400s. I also did the 400 hurdles. Oh, wow. Uh, which is a, it's a man's race. It's definitely yeah, that a man's is race. a man's race. <laughs> that's uh, like if you could swim up, that's like if you could go in the swimming pool and swim up. <laughs> yes. Yes. So definitely. Uh, I'll say, oh, let's let, let stick to the 110 hurdle. Let's let, 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 the short one, but the tall yeah. one. I'm pretty tall. So uh, I did those and uh, I fell in love with it. Um, and uh, definitely uh, whenever I was, I started doing it whenever uh, I was in junior high. My coach was like, uh, hey, you will stick you in the hurdles. You're tall, and then mm. I fell in love with it, and I just ran with it. So, how tall literally. are you? Uh, I'm six three, six three. Six Hopefully, three. close to six four. <laughs> okay, well, I I am only six foot, but uh, seventy pounds ago, and I won't say how many decades ago, I ran a four thirty six mile. And I wish I could do that now, but I can't anymore. <laughs> you can still do it. I got you. I'll train you. I got you. Well, I will. I'll accept that. And in, in fact, uh, some of the 70 has to go bye bye. It's just not it's not healthy to carry all this. So um, <laughs> let's let's talk about more about what you're up to. And uh, I, I don't want to spend a lot of time because people can read your chapter that you just submitted. So anything you want to talk about with regard to your childhood that we can just talk about real quick and then get to what you're doing now? Yeah, um, it's funny looking at me. You wouldn't think that um, I was uh, whenever I was born. I was born with a condition called hypocephalus. Uh, it's, it's a um, it's a condition where uh, too much water swells to the brain, hmm. and so whenever I was born, the doctor put a VP shunt in my head to where it drains water from my head all the way down to my stomach, and so I've been living with that since birth and. Throughout my lifetime, I've had a couple of revisions, a lot of uh, complications to where it needs emergency surgeries, almost uh, almost died a couple of times, things like that. But I don't let that deter me from being great and also doing life and just kind of just kind of just, you know, trying to be an advocate for, for greatness and goodness. So definitely, I would um, actually in, I would interject that it's actually a cause why you live life so great. Is that yes, true? Yeah. Yes, yes. So it's funny because you say that because it's like I run the hurdles and I've, you know, been through a lot of hurdles in my lifetime. So it's mm -hmm. kind of apropos to, you know, just kind of do the hurdles, run the hurdles and also go through hurdles in my lifetime. So uh, it's just a full circle of life, you know. Now, you, really you cool. just submitted your uh, Dose of Hope chapter and I didn't I didn't read it yet because it just came in this morning. But what, what was the name? What was the title of your chapter? Uh, my title was uh, Getting Over That Proverbial Hurdle of Life. With a smile. With a smile. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, I'm going to have to try to edit that a little bit. I like your, yours better a little bit. <laughs> well, you know, um, it, it's, it's funny, but you add smile to almost anything at the end. You, you're just happier. <laughs> See, I'll give you some of the smile. I just like to pass smiles a lot. I really do. I feel like you smile, then, you know. You're not smiling, then you know why you're here. You know. Well, you know, when during the <laughs> pandemic, I did my uh, my dissertation, uh, thanks to Dr. Andrea. I actually entered a program, got it, and hence became Dr. Smiley. But I mean, had I had I met you before this dissertation, I would have been Dr. Cheeto, obviously. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, what I want to say is, my dissertation uh, spoke about <clears throat> the frequency. Well. What is your SPH is the name of the, uh, the dissertation or with the TED talk I made. And so you know what the SPH stands for? No, I do not. You do now. Smiles per hour. And, and from, hour. from a sprinter, I mean, think about this. If you're sprinting and you're smiling more per hour, you're creating more impact in the world that's positive. You're attracting more opportunity and you're feeling abundant. You cannot actually feel depressed and happier gratitude at the same time. If you're in a bad mood and you think about what you're grateful for, whatever that is, you just shift right out of it. And yeah. that's why I think it doesn't take money to make Baltimore great or any city or any country. It takes gratitude. I mean, most people do not know how much worse it gets. We had the pandemic to give us a little reminder, but it's a, it could get a hundred times worse. So when you're in gratitude, you actually cause 
your enjoyment of life. Have you ever heard of people that you go into a third world country? They they have to go four hours, three hours to get water, and they're smiling, they're happy. They don't. You, you would say they have nothing, and they think they have everything. And I think that's the Baltimore shift. I think that's it. Yeah. So let's. It's, it's, a, it's almost like a mindset. Like you're a hundred percent. Hundred percent. So I want to I want to milk the next couple minutes of what's on your shirt, who you are how we can support you, because I've asked how you can support Bernie. How can we support you? Because it's about amplifying the life of leaders that inspire community. That's what Amplified stands for. So how can we help you? What does your shirt stand for? What are you up to? Well, right now, um, I actually work in a hospital. So I am out there saving lives as well in a hospital, um, providing my smile to everybody. Trying to... They say that when I walk into a room, like I light, brighten up a room, I... <laughs> pretty much turn every entrance into a rival. I just boost the morale in any room I'm in. Big surprise. So, yeah, Big surprise. So, <laughs> so I try to go everywhere with a smile because, you know, um, you never know what that person is dealing with. So definitely like, if I can make an impact by just my presence, I do that. So uh, that's what I do. I, I do uh, physical therapy in a hospital and um, patients. Hey, you know, I got to, I got I to gotta tell you this, man, because you, yeah. you are speaking like, like we, Barry Shore is the guy who handed me the key smiling card. He told me that when he had Barry Gilliam disease, which was an, uh, his system, his whole nervous system shutting down, he became a quadriplegic in like minutes. All his muscles stopped working. He was standing and next thing he knew he was on the ground, couldn't move. Okay. It's a rare disorder, but he had his friends and his doctor give him this card. And because he got the card, it shifted his ability to actually recover. It's a, it's a very rare disease. It's also way rare to even recover from it. So mm -hmm. we're going to make sure you get a stack of these cards because you're going to watch people heal quicker. You know that on a cellular level, when you're smiling, your body's actually going to work. It's, it's fighting all the things that aren't supposed to be happening in your body. You know that, right? Yes, yes. Okay. So we need to get these cards in your hand. We might even have to put Cheeto in the back here so they know. Let's go. To, there we go. <laughs> there we go. Let's go. All right. I, I, so I, I had to cut in, but go. go well, I, I had to cut in. Sorry for interrupting. Go ahead and finish no, your thought. No, no. I, I, was, I was just saying, I was like, you know, uh, you know, like whenever like I meet patients and I just help them uh, through therapy and kind of uh, getting through the darkest point of their lifetime, it, it's, it's gratifying to me to where I can kind of, um, you know, get them out of that stage. And I feel like it's a benchmark of humanity just to smile. Like it's literally like, I feel like it, it cures darkness. It cures hate. It cures you know, racism, anything like, cause like you said, you can't be in a bad mood if you smile. And so that's how I just tell everybody just to smile, live life, do life, you know, laugh, love, like all of that. Like just, um, and I'm a big advocate for that. I'm uh, so that's what I do during the weekdays is just, you know, pass on smiles and help people through their therapy and get them, you know, save lives. And then on the track, I try to do work. It's funny though, you say that I probably smile all the time, but I have these action shots back here and I'm not smiling whatsoever because I'm focused. I'm so focused. So I'm going to change that up. I'm going to change that up to where, you know, I'm hurling, I'm smiling. So uh, <laughs> we'll see how that works. <laughs> well, I love your chapter title. I love what you do for a living. And it is so important because those are people that are in their darkest times. So when they see those smiles from you and they actually are encouraged that they're getting better and someone believes in them, believes in them, they can actually have a quicker recovery. So we got a uh, rapid fire time. This is where we ask a question super quick and you answer it super quick. And as a sprinter, I know you got no problem with this, but Bernie, no elaborating, just straight up. So you're going to get to know Bernie better. He's going to get to know you better. The audience can get to know both of you better. Bernie, you're first. Are you ready? Let's go. A book that changed your life. War is a racket by General Smedley Butler. Thank you. Cheeto. Of mice and men. Andrea? <laughs> What's a song that gets you jazzed up and moving, Bernie? Ooh, a song called Rise from back in the 80s. Herb Albert. Herb Albert, 1980. Yeah, I have the 45. There Boom. There you go. Love that. Man, that was Olympics, too, I believe they used it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right, mm -hmm. Cheeto? Anything Cardi B. I'm sorry. Anything Cardi B or Drake. Man, is there, <laughs> is there not a better romantic and sentimental in the world than Cardi B? I mean, come on. <laughs> If <laughs> <laughs> romance, if romance and everything, then yeah, definitely we're gonna go Casey and JoJo all my life. All right, here we go. Third question: uh, a movie that inspires you, Bernie. Lord of the Rings. 
the original right. trilogy. Awesome. Cheeto. Remember the Titans. That's a great one. Great one. Yes. That is a great one. I love them. I'm going re- to rewatch it because of what you just said. All right, <laughs> Andrea. Uh, Bernie, your hero? Superman. Mm. Cheeto. Always positive. Still my is. dad. My dad is my hero. Okay. Uh, Bernie, a quote you live by. Um, do unto others as you would have them do unto you. Cheeto. Be at your best regardless of your circumstances and get 1% better every single day. Amen. Andrea? Uh, we, we're, we're out of time, Ken. So We're out of time? We're, no way. We, we went that quick? Yeah. Okay, we, oh, well, we are in two minutes. All right, so Bernie, Cheeto, amazing to meet you guys, get to know you better, and you've been amplified, and amplifying when you truly do it is without any distortion, letting the world know at a pure sense your greatness louder with more impact. So I'm so glad you guys could spend time with us during the show. Look forward to hearing how this ripple effect of you guys connecting uh, makes a better life for Baltimore and makes a better life for Dallas because it can go backwards, right? All the way. And so this is Ken Roshan on an Amplified Influencer channel. So glad you could spend some time with us. Please share this show. Help Bernie get elected. And if you know somebody that can actually make a difference in Baltimore, steer him to Bernie. He'll put him under his wing and make sure he gets the job done with him. Andrea, take us out. Yeah, I'm Dr. Andrea Adams-Miller, executive producer, and our sponsors are the Umbrella Syndicate, the Red Carpet Connection, Perfect Publishing, Amplifluence, MenFashion.com, MyMakeupLady.com, and please remember Voice America Influencers Channel and www.TheKeepSmilingMovement.org. We save lives with smiles by giving a dose of hope to be resilient no matter the challenge. And uh, we love your charitable donations and remind you to reach out to help us spread more dose of hope to everyone else in the world back to you ken so when you see a hurdle in life jump over it with a smile we'll see you next week stay amplified (laughs) we hope you've enjoyed this week's edition of amplified be sure to join ken rashad again next monday at 11 a.m eastern time and 8 a.m pacific time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Now, go get your message heard. Find out what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio